The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Oh, baby, it's the Nick and Alex baseball show. We're fast as quick, and I'm just Nick. I'm Nick Pollock, and joined by the infuriated... Alex Fast. Why am I? In, that makes me sound so sad and serious. Why am I infuriated? I feel like you have a thing against me now for the prodding I've done to you about the Orioles. I think it's a little, I almost like regressed into a full curse word. I think it's a little <laughs> horse pataki. I think it's a little horse pataki, but we're going to get into that today. We've got yeah, plenty yeah, of time to talk we about. We've got plenty of time to to, to to let you atone for your sins. Wow. What okay, you've been talking my, about Baltimore. Not, nope. No sins here. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody watching on Twitch right now. Twitch.tv slash pitch Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern time. You are the true MVPs. Huge thanks to Eric Mira, of course, for being our producer on this show as he is live backstage right now. But this is another episode of the Nick and Alex Baseball Show. And uh, we, we have a fun one planned for you. Of course, as always, we begin with the PL Plus giveaway. I'm going to be reciting the stats and showing you our PL player page of some mystery pitcher. Fast has no idea who they are. And mm-hmm. this one today... Well, they have a 3-1 record with nearly 73 innings, a 2.73 ERA, a .96 whip, but just a 19.4% strikeout rate, 3.8% walk rate, 31% CSW, 92.5 mile per hour fastball, but a 15.2% swinging strike rate fast. Do you have any initial ideas? You don't have to say who it is, who you think it is, but do you think you have an idea? I think so. I think that that crazy win loss record might give it away. Mm. Yeah. Is that what you think? Yeah, I'm thinking. Mm. Well, bear with us as we will give you the answer at the end of the show. Those are watching on Twitch right now. Save that last name for the end, because if you put it into the chat, well, you'll be eligible for a chance to win a free month of PL plus. But we've got a great show today, Fast. And as we often do. We're going to start with the one thing of the week. And Fast, what is your thing of the week? My thing of the week is that you guys are beating up on the Orioles, you dingus. Why? Yesterday you came, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't listen to your 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 thing that you said yesterday when I when I wasn't listening. But you came in yesterday. You're like, oh, the Orioles. They, what you talking, what you talking about? Triple A baseball teams over here. Listen to me. You know, wow, those are your words, do- not mine. <laughs> You know how many divisions? You know how many uh, divisions there are in the AL where every team has thirty wins at least. Uh huh. One. 
the one with the Baltimore Orioles in it, the AL East. Okay, there's that is a shocking amount of parity considering that the Baltimore Orioles were a team that Buster only considered was going to lose over a hundred games this year, which is probably not going to happen, right? Yeah, like I say, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's I, you know, fine. I'll be more definitive. It's not going to happen this year. I really would be surprised if they lost over a hundred games this year. Uh-huh. I think they are nowhere near the bottom a bottom five team in baseball. Well, not nowhere near. They're not a bottom five team in baseball right now. Everyone anticipated they were going to be the worst team in baseball, right? Yeah. I think everyone anticipated that. Like, oh god, look at their starting rotation. Look at how much money they're spending on teams right now. And what has happened? They're actually making the AL East even more competitive and you should be thanking me as someone who like you who associates with the Yankees I'm not going to go ahead and say you're a Yankee fan because I don't want to pigeonhole you but we just got the job done against the Toronto Blue Jays separating them even more from the Yankees now that they need even more help now I think don't. we are doing a service to the AL East and we should be thanked I want to tell you right now, the Yankees have a 100% chance of making the playoffs according to Fangraph's playoff odds and the Orioles have a 0.1% so you're saying there's a chance, baby. Used to be <laughs> zero, zero. Used to be zero, zero, Nick. The other teams that have zero, a, a zero. zero, zero are the Athletics at just 23 wins and 45 losses. The Nationals at 25 and 46. The Pirates and Reds each at 0%. But the Rockies have a point, 0.1. And the Diamondbacks have you beat at 0.3. And so do the Tigers fast, even though they have four fewer wins than you do. Now that AL Central. <laughs> That, that, yeah, that AL Central is kind of wild. But I think so. I don't think anyone would have thought that the Tigers would have been worse than the Orioles this year, or the Royals would have been worse than the Orioles this year. The Athletics, probably. Uh, no one, no one would have said, come June, the Mariners are worse than the Orioles. I don't, I, I'm trying to even imagine the conversation that would result in come June. <laughs> <laughs> the Mariners are worse than the Orioles. But you know I mean, what I mean? Like you were like if you were setting a bet, like even the, even the, the Marlins are only a little bit better than the Orioles. Like it, they're better than the Cubs. They're better than the Reds. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I don't think that. I mean, okay, so you're defining worse, of course, by the winning percentage four to yeah. six for the Mariners and four three five for the Orioles. But I think I mean it's literally just one game, one win by the Mariners, and they're even as they've played one fewer games than the Orioles. Uh, you know, when loss records are one thing, are is one team worse or better than the other is another? And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll stop being up on you fast. I've been doing it for six years. So <laughs> that's true. You know, that's true. What, what, what was I don't know why Monday all of a sudden set you off. But uh, I'll, I'll say this. Fine. Rarely do we have conversations where my Twitter feed blows up in support the next day. And today people are like, today why is Nick day. Duncan on the O's? They're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing I want to talk about is O'Neal uh, O'Neal Cruz. Just, <laughs> I know, I know. I said O'Neal. I know this has been an ordeal trying to say names lately. And <laughs> O'Neal Cruz, he's incredible. You know, this is from a redditor, uh, very Odie. They posted that uh, he set the Pirates' 2022 record in sprint speed, thirty-one point five, exit velocity at 112.9 and had the fastest infield throwing velocity at 96.7. Uh, Eric has that video and you guys got to see this. I mean, the way it zips, you can't hear the audio of the broadcast, but it they are in shock. And I've never heard a broadcast booth get amped 
by a throw from shortstop to first. That isn't like a Jared, Derek Jeter theatrics. Jared mm. Dieter. Oh my lord. See, this is a Are you okay? Today. No. I'm not. Because because O'Neill Cruz is amazing. And that he did all this, that within the first three innings. He has and I saw I saw Gray Albright put out a fantastic tweet with Rasball saying, I uh, I can't wait until the pirates start playing. What has O'Neill Cruz done to me? <laughs> and it, it's amazing. And that's it, it. This is the stuff that we look forward to in baseball, right? Cruz is just, I even felt that way. I was like, I just want to watch more of this guy. Seeing that throw at 96.7 is insane. That is the average major league fastball is 92. And he just threw that from, from short. He's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to throw it first. The, they're crazy. We are. We should be so thankful that that man is on the Pittsburgh Pirates because if any team is going to get blown out, it's them. And that means that there's a chance that we could see O'Neill Cruz as a position <laughs> player. Yeah, but all of them are lobbing it in. I mean, this is something I'm really, I don't know. No, no, no. What, what happened to like position players actually trying to pitch instead of just like not even like it's not even BP. It's not even the home run derby. They're lobbing it in. They're like, they're I think like even if he took thing. it, if he took it off, he could still hit like 88, 89. I think even if oh, he yeah. was like just chilling, he could be I'm, like, yeah. Yeah, all the all the pitchers in the game, right? They're all former shortstops anyway, right? Yeah, like Degrom and whatnot. Yeah, and because they were like the star on their middle school, high school team. But but still, yeah, O'Neill Cruz. I think at one point actually, before he got dealt, or uh, I'm trying to remember this correctly, but teams tried to actually get O'Neill Cruz to pitch. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I believe so. Uh, I could be mistaken on that one, but he's six foot seven at shortstop. Yeah. I saw a Reddit joke that they wanted to call him the tall stop which I thought was pretty amazing. So dumb. Uh, it's so wonderful. How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, O'Neal Cruz uh, is is my thing of the week fast. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, why don't we move on now to what? Uh, is this your favorite segment? I don't know. This is a good segment. I think it's you said it was segment. a good segment. It's, what, it's the one for the people, for the live people right now on Twitch. Because I know if you're listening on the podcast, it's a great podcast. I understand. But you're missing out a little bit if you don't see it live or at least on youtube of course the next day youtube.com slash picture list but we got the image of the week and i love this this is i saw this instant i saw this i knew that i'd be featuring it as my image of the weekend. It's taiwan walker purchasing pride gear for mets fans i mean mm-hmm. how amazing is this he pretty much just said to them look whatever you get just purchase all of it i'll pay for it just say the name taiwan walker and i can imagine some fans be like hi uh, uh Put it on Taiwan Walker's tab. Is this going to work? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He actually was there. He was there. I mean, this is what the image is of him just saying, please just get all the pride again. This is such a good cause and be part of it. And baseball needs more of this. This is so important. And I know we've talked about other players disagreeing or doing different things in the past two weeks. And to see this, uh, this word of positivity and um, inclusiveness is just... Heck yeah, Tywin Walker, you rock, man. All, all the respect in the world to you. Yeah, between him and Mark Hanna, I mean, like yeah. both of them were just kind of rocking that all week. Mark Hanna had some like amazing uh, uh, quotes and uh, yeah. it was it was pretty awesome to see. So, yeah, I, I, I dig it. Mine is in a little bit of a different chain. Mine's a little bit different. I saw this on Twitter today and I and then uh, I was like, fast. I don't know. 
I don't know if you guys remember this made this made all the rounds in all my baseball chats. I don't know if you guys remember who are listening right now. Kyle Farnsworth. He oh, is uh, a, a former pitcher who ended uh, his career with a 4.26 ERA. He, only, he threw almost a thousand innings. He yeah. predominantly pitched for the Cubs, but you know he really made the rounds. He pitched for Detroit, Atlanta, the Yankees, uh, the Royals, the Braves, the Rays, the Pirates, the Mets, and then finally the Astros. This man is 46 years old. Eric, show us what Kyle Farnsworth looks like now. Oh, my God. What? This is a family-friendly podcast. Oh, oh, you can't look at a man who's got muscles? What are you talking about? This is is a lot. This This is is a lot. This is a lot to handle. Look at this man. This man is 46 years old. Uh, This is absolutely insane. If if there was a team... This this is my question for you, Nick. This is is my question for you. If there were a team... Of Kyle Farnsworths right now, oh, and they no. all looked like this. What would they be called? I mean, I don't. What would they be called? Yeah, what would they be called? Was this? You bring me back to like, what is this tier called, and why is it called that? Yeah, uh, but for this, it's if there's a team of Kyle Farnsworths, huh? Do you have a term in your head? I no, would, no, no. I would call them the juiced veins. <laughs> the juiced veins. <laughs> That's all natural, baby. Kyle Farnsworth's all natural. Look at those, look at those thighs. I would love to see how fast. I'm good. I would love to see how fast this man could throw right now. I don't know. I would love. Look, Yandy Diaz exists on the Rays. He's not this. This man could crush Yandy Diaz. Look at those thighs. That is insane. That's look at those things. You can't even tell where the upper thigh and the knee meet. What? No, we'll call them the left thighs. That would be the no. Thing. What's the name of the the monsters in in Space yeah, Jam? The, yeah, that's, that's it, yeah, yeah. It'll be the farm stars. Is is <laughs> is, is quads look like droplet oh my water? God, that is. He looks like Bane. He looks like a comic mm. book version of Bane. Like this is unbelievable. This is an awfully long oh amount of time. God staring at a man's thighs right now i'm afraid of him could you imagine could you imagine him fitting into an mlb uniform right now kyle farnsworth trying this man this version of kyle farnsworth trying to get into an mlb uniform it's unbelievable 46 we can all be so lucky we should also be so lucky to be looking like kyle farnsworth okay so what's next fast (laughs) oh it's actually all oh i know i know what's next eric is going to ask us a question but Before we do, and I'm sure you want to know so much more about this podcast, we're going to take a very quick break. And by the way, for everybody watching on Twitch right now, please consider going to Apple Podcasts and find our show and leave a rating and review that goes so far for us. I will be having this show on the Fantasy Baseball Podcast feed from time to time, but you won't get every single show there. So you got to make sure that you sub to the direct feed on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you listen. So thanks so much for doing that. Eric, you have a question for us. And what is that? Well, initially, I was going to ask you guys which MLB manager you thought you could beat in a fight. But now we have (laughs) Farnsworth here. So I'm curious which MLB manager you'd pick to be on your side to try to fight Farnsworth. Gabe Kapler. Oh, yeah. I got it. I had to get that in quick before you said it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm, I don't know. God. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. I'll go with. Um. Oh, can they? Can they not be active? <laughs> sure. I. Yeah, I'll allow it. 
Okay, then I'd probably go with Girardi. I think Girardi's got some some street fighter in him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see some Kevin Cash in there too. Yeah, at first I was gonna go. I think if I think if you dunked Craig Council in water and me and added our weight together, we still would not equal what Kyle Farnsworth's. There's why are we still doing this? Um, there's a part of me that even wants Earl Weaver. Just to like have that in my corner, uh, uh, you know. There's a mm. mental game too, you know. Sure, I feel like Earl will be there for me. Yeah. Okay. I'm just really happy that we turns this into the Farnsworth cast, the Nick <laughs> no! and Alex Farnsworth's cast. No, I, I know what my image of the week. You know how every time um, uh, Paul Rudd goes on Conan, know, they always gonna, play that one clip. This is going to be the Patrick Manning face all over again. It is the yeah, 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 it is. But Kyle Farnsworth is always going to be my image of the week. Eric, uh, do me a favor. Uh, every single time. No! <laughs> Every, every single time I have an image of the week, I don't care what it is, what I list on the sheet, it should always be Kyle Farnsworth. You gotta, you gotta like Photoshop him in into every image. No, no. Be like, where is Kyle Farnsworth's worst thighs? <laughs> no. I, oh, I, I, I can all, I can see Kyle Farnsworth's thighs from here. Um, all okay. right, Nick, uh, let's move on to the uh, the uh, the uh, your favorite segment of the podcast. It is. <laughs> I just like saying that after every segment uh, is wild thoughts. Now you have yeah. not you have nothing written down in the notes, so this is off the top of your head. Yeah. What is your wild thought for the week? My wild thought is that we should really stop talking about Kyle Farnsworth. Uh, can I get the uh, photo again, please, Eric? <laughs> The I, uh, you know, oh gosh, um, <laughs> just get him off the screen, get him out of here. Look, this is what I think. I think it'd be kind of cool if uh, a runner, instead of going back to the dugout after touching home plate, they can run to first, and if they do, then they'll be worth three runs if they score again. So after uh, they touch home plate, they can run to first. Yeah, run to first, and if they score, instead of getting two runs, they get three. So they don't score any runs. It's zero runs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can then continue on, and then it's Farnsworth three runs instead of one. It Farnsworth three it's, runs? It's, it's Farnsworth three <laughs> runs instead of one. I did that for you fast, all right? I was like trying to get in on the party like for you, and you're not here for it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Well, I, I thought you really wanted to avoid it at all costs. Yeah, I think that's kind of I think that's kind of interesting. Risk right? reward like, thing, right? You know, it's a guy hits. Oh my god, Eric, <laughs> Eric, no, get him away! <laughs> no, I don't want Nick back. I want to do this podcast <laughs> with Kyle. But yeah, um, I think that. Yeah, right. It's just like a nice way for you know. I think one element of baseball that, that kind of stinks a lot is when it's like an eleven to one game and it's the seventh inning and we all know this is over. And to mm-hmm. give those little extra elements for ways to get back into it, I think would be really crazy. Obviously, all the stat ads. Just how do you calculate that? And it just messes everything up about the simplicity of it. But that's kind of a fun way to figure out some extra rules to get guys back into the game. Okay. I'm going to... This one's kind of off the top of my head. I would like... uh, Back in the early days of baseball, um, all of the outfields were determined by a large piece of string or rope, right? That would determine what the restraints are. And then all of the home fans... Um, would take a few steps in when the home team was up and take a few steps back uh, when the away team was up to try and change the dimensions to make it harder for the uh, away team to hit a home run. I want to bring it back. Get rid of all the outfields, okay? But line the outfields with a mix 
of home and away fans, right? So it has to go like home away, home away, home away, home away, home away, home away. And that way, no one can like if it's if people are going to move in or out, it's going to be a straight on battlefield. Like it's going to be people want a full sideways of of an outfield fence essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I I don't know if it's going to turn into a sideways. I think there's going to try and be some some gamification. I think there's going to be some. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be like the Warriors. God. Uh, no, I'm not going to condone this uh, <laughs> violence in baseball. Is this a real <laughs> thing? Absolutely not. And I think you're just saying this because of what happened to your left field in Camden Yards. You know, you're like, no, 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 no. this is bad. And I have to figure out a new solution because this ain't working. Yeah, that left field, I dig it. I think it's it's good for us. It's going to entice some more people to come. I mean, it definitely is having the impact, and it's not like uh, right field is... is uh, hey, it's giving you difficult. a fuller stadium, right? Because you just have fewer empty seats now because there are fewer seats in general. Again, hey, yeah. two days in a row, we got to dig on the Orioles. It's really two fun. days in a row. You, now, you, now that you're you're saying that like this is a thing that I'm leaning in, <laughs> I'm leaning in. Kyle Farnsworth just slowly come in for some reason there. Oh my! This is why you guys gotta listen or watch the live show. It's it's a different experience. Just want to let you know. But all right, uh, let's go to the pitch of the week and fast. uh, What is yours? Um, you know, to be honest, this might be the second time that I've talked about this. And if I if if this is going to be the (laughs) second, it's like drive by Kyle Farnsworth. Oh my god! I I, like, I have to myself every <laughs> once time. Once in a while, every once in a while, Kyle Farnsworth just oh flashes, <laughs> flashes over the screen like a ghost, like an apparition. Just Kyle Farnsworth <laughs> just haunting us. Oh god, that's so good. Um, uh, and mine is going to be uh, Shane McClanahan's changeup that was uh, from yesterday. Oh, yeah. uh, Eric, if you could go ahead and show this changeup. That pitch, I mean, the changeup has been honestly maybe his best offering so far in terms of Woba. It's like one of the top changeups in, in all of baseball in terms of Woba, one of the top pitches in all of baseball in terms of Woba. And what I love about this pitch is like there is no context theoretically required to understand why this pitch is so good. You could theoretically take a fan who is not super, you know, in tune with what a pitcher does or what pitch mechanics are or what an arsenal is. And you could show them this pitch and be like, Oh yeah, I understand why hitting a baseball is one of the most impossible things in the world. And then when you even start to understand the context of this guy can hit 96, 97 miles an hour with a four seamer and dot it where he needs to. And that's probably a pitch that, you know, um, Aaron Hicks saw earlier in this at bat. And now he's coming up with this changeup that I'm, this is a, this is like if you saw this top down, it's almost like a Z. Like it's insane how it kind of zigs and zags yeah. in and out. It's 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 I mean to to follow the Nick Pollock breakdown methodology. If I were doing my Nick Pollock methodology, I would pause this a few inches after release and show this is a strike and then show you just how far with a line it breaks to the left in the final destination because that is unbelievable. Yeah, that's a. I actually did a feature Shane McClanahan this morning. Um, this game against the Yankees as a duel between Garrett Cole. I featured both of them, and oh boy, did he look good! Uh, it's uh, you got to watch that one. See, you just got to go to our YouTube channel, y'all. YouTube.com slash pitcher. Unless you're missing out daily videos of pitcher breakdowns, it's fun. And of course, this podcast, uh, it's so much better live with all the drive by Farnsworth. Who doesn't want that? I don't know. Who doesn't? 
Uh, but yeah, this is this fantastic pitch of the week. Fast. I really, really do appreciate it. I, I went with um, someone that isn't um, in my top three of fantasy baseball starting pitchers. It's Trevor Rogers um, and his slider. And the thing about this, and I just have kind of a, one of the good ones that you had against the Mets yesterday. This has been a pitch that's been missing the entire year uh, mm. for Trevor Rogers. But yesterday had a 75% strike rate, had seven whiffs on it. And we've been waiting all year. Trevor Rogers, are you going to do the thing again? And he finally showed life. I mean, 24 whiffs yesterday. Um, that is on Monday for Trevor Rogers against the Mets. Nine on the four seamer, eight on the changeup, and seven on the slider. And I, I'm just very excited because this could be the last piece of the puzzle if Trevor Rogers does do this. And look at that location of Francisco Lindor down and in. He, actually, he did that multiple times in this game. Really messed up lefties with it. There's a lot of potential. So I know Marlins fans out there, you've been so upset about Trevor Rogers, but this may be the turning point for him. And it's on the back of that slider. So good stuff, Trevor Rogers. I love to see it. Yeah, that was a good start. That was exciting to see. Baseball's better with Trevor Rogers pitch as well. He's a fun dude to watch pitch. And the Marlins are a fun team to watch pitch uh, or play overall. Let's move on. Uh, let's actually kind of stick with our, our, our Shane McClanahan theme that we have here. Because, Nick, I think the inside pitch, this next segment, you, you kind of wanted to hint a little bit or talk a little bit more about Shane McClanahan. Um, you know, I... I want to want to talk about how sequence works and we think about it a lot of cool. I'm going to throw my fastball. I'm going to throw my slider. Then maybe pair this off of that. And it doesn't always work like that. And I know you're trying to make this the Kyle Farnsworth cast, but no, it's the Shane McClanahan. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I am a McClanahan fan fast. Wow. Very McClanahan nice reveal. Fan. Very oh, nice oh, reveal. I'm so hot in this sweatshirt. And now I can <laughs> That is the pitcher list uh, hoodie, by the way, and it's gorgeous. Fast will tell you, it is lovely. It is a lovely sweatshirt. Anyway, I am a McClana fan because wh- what you're going to be seeing here on the video on the, on the left um, of me is a, a changeup that looks like it's down the middle in a 2-2 count that Aaron Judge should demolish. The thing is... Shane McClanahan threw only 15% fastballs in the entirety of yesterday's games and 85% changeups, curveballs, and sliders. And in that inning that I showed, he actually struck out both Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo without throwing a single four-seamer. But he's able to get away with a changeup down the middle like this because he's teasing the Yankees. They know he has the 96, 97, but he's not throwing it. And this is a count at 2-2, where it would speak to a fastball. Finally, he's earned it. He missed out of the zone with a secondary pitch before this. And it's really important to think when you're doing your sequencing to think, okay, I don't have to show the thing. And later on in this inning, I think the best pitch that Shane McClanahan threw in this inning, I mean, there there are some filthy ones. He threw a lefty and lefty crime to Anthony Rizzo for his strikeout. It was down in middle. Beautiful. It was at 1-0 fastball right down the middle to John Carlos Stanton, the only four seamer only fastball through the entire inning. And it was taken because how Shane McClanahan had through a change of first. And he saw that John Carlos Stanton was following it out of the zone. It was the moment that Stanton revealed he's not looking for a fastball and he threw it right down the middle. He got him and that's it. Then Stanton was looking for a fastball the rest of the way. didn't get one. And this is an example here again of a guy looking for a fastball and you're not giving it to him. So this is, it's interesting. You think about sequencing different, but sometimes it's just about teasing them and not giving them at all ever the thing that you're going to, they think you're going to throw. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think he, he so he in the first at bat of the game, well, actually might have been the first at bat when Anthony Rizzo came to bat. You see the the one in the bottom left hand corner for the Yankees. That was a kind of middle middle ninety seven mile an hour fastball that he missed his spot with that Anthony Rizzo took deep to right field for a home run. And I wonder if that was a part of it too. Um, but it also just speaks to the depth of his arsenal, knowing that he could get away from that pitch, which is, can be so incredibly effective for him right. and still just be that good. You know what I mean? It's almost like taking oh, yeah. the worst thing that could happen in a situation in that home run and turning it into a positive by being like, well, now these guys are going to think I'm going to shove this four seamer down their throat. And I'm not, I'm going to go with these secondaries. Absolutely. Dominate. Yeah. So there's actually a famous story of Greg Maddox and, uh, and Lopez from the nineties, I think, uh, or maybe Zaidi Perez. Oh no, I believe the catcher of Atlanta at the time. And uh, how Greg Maddox, I believe maybe one count, count um, the whole plan, the game plan against Jeff Bagwell was to be throwing fastballs away, fastballs away, fastballs away. And it was a five to nothing game, like the eighth inning or something. Max is cruising, doing one of his traditional things. And, all right. He sets up away and, uh, and Maddox shakes him off. He goes, what? And he goes through everything and finally calls a fastball in. Max says, mm. yeah, that's what I want. There was a fastball inside. To Jeff Bagwell, who crushes it over the left field wall. And as he's running the bases, he goes out to the mound. But Greg, like, what, what are you doing, man? We, that, the game plan was stay away, stay away, stay away. So it's, yeah, 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 I know. It's a five to nothing game. He's going to think of that fastball for the rest of the year. We're going to see mm-hmm. them in the playoffs, and I'm not going to throw a single one to him again. Right? Maddox wasn't even doing it inside the same game. He was doing it previous games to set him up for October, right? And that's the, that's the mentality I'm, I'm talking about here of teasing somebody with something and not ever giving it to them. You got to be doing that as a pitcher on the mound. That is such an amazing story. It's so it's so next level. Like, like it really is just so. <laughs> it's just cheating on that pitch in the whole of October and he just never gave it to you him. See, you see? I Kyle know. I'm just. <laughs> trying to ignore it fast. <laughs> Gotta keep doing it. <laughs> no, I, uh, Eric, I think you guys, uh, you gotta be watching the, the stream because every once in a while, uh, the ghost of Kyle Farnsworth will <laughs> pop into this broadcast. The opacity is probably around 50, 60%, just a little light, just to make we you gotta think. get like a soundboard going, you know? <laughs> Like some eerie music, I'm like oh no, no, it's, he's not going to show up. As he all of a sudden just takes over the entire screen. Anyway, let's go to our next segment. This is a new one that we're going to be doing. And you know, we talk about pitches, we talk about images, but we don't have the whole runs of the weekend. How can we have a proper baseball show if we don't celebrate one of the coolest things that happened in the game, home runs? So fast, you have a fun one from today. Yeah, this one kind of came up on my Twitter feed from uh, Andrew Simon, who's a really great follow oh, yeah. on Twitter at Andrew Simon MLB. And this was Harold Ramirez's home run today, so Tuesday, um, against uh, Nestor Cortez. This was an 85.4 mile per hour no. home run down what? <laughs> Well, what do you, you, what do you, I, I, I'm happy we're watching more O'Neill Cruz. And, and <laughs> oh, oh, you said nope because of the clip. Uh, yeah, no. uh, Kyle, here's Kyle Fondra again. It didn't happen. 80, there, was no, there was no home run against the Yankees today. Fast. Nope. No, uh, it was it was literally the lowest exit velocity of any non inside the park home run ever recorded 
by StatCast. And it's funny because when you look at it, you're like, I think I, I saw that stat first and then I saw the home run. And I was like, oh, that's kind of not that slow. But when you see it, and you could watch it now if you're watching the live stream, it looks kind of quick and then it just hangs up in the air. Yeah. And there is, I mean, the expected batting average on this had to have been like sub 200. I mean, it mm-hmm. really just finds that perfect corner inside a left field. It's such an unlucky home run for Nestor Cortez. Like this should not be a home run at all. But yeah, this was pretty amazing to me. Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking up the uh, uh, the expected batting average on this right now. And what I see is zero three zero, unbelievable three percent chance. That's a three percent chance of it being a hit and a return to home run. That has to be the lowest expected batting average in any not inside the park home run in history. Yeah, ninety on the pitch velocity, eighty five point four on the exit velocity, thirty three launch angle, three hundred twenty three feet traveled. We gotta get Sarah Langs. Uh, we gotta bring her on next time. Fast. We gotta make it happen. Right, I just. <laughs> But uh, that's a fun one. I uh, I have actually a joint one today. Um, and I thought this was just really cool um, for the past week. Uh, there was a moment in the same day that both New York teams hit a grand slam, both making it a 10 to 1 ball game. Mm. On the same day, both yeah. New York teams. Pretty ridiculous. Here's Pete Alonso going yad. And, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that makes it a ten to one ball game to left field, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to see Anthony Rizzo um, do the same. You know, hit a grand slam uh, against the against the Blue Jays and making that a ten to one ball game. And it, it's stuff like that. Like baseball has the weirdest stats, has the weirdest mm. moments, you know. And that was pretty dang cool. Will we see a Subway Series World Series this year? No. No, you don't no. think the Mets will be able to do it? Wow, I love that you know why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know you. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I uh, June is always great for the Mets. Uh, July is not. Mm. And it's, it's, uh, this is what happens every year. I, I made this joke so many times. You know, the first half of the year, all the Mets fans come out of the work and goes, Oh, I don't know. I think the Mets are the best team in New York. You know, and it's just every year, then, you know, just the second half of the season happens. And, you know, they're like the little brother to us, you know? And, uh, you know, as someone that grew up in Brooklyn, I wanted to be happy in life. I'm a Yankee fan, but I mean, I'm a baseball fan more now. You know, I root for the pitchers, I root for Chris Sale against the Yankees and all that. But I, you know, that's just a, I don't think it's going to happen fast. I hope it does. That's just an amazing time if it does. But I'm going to need every. Met fan who listens to this to just drag you for the imitation, the downright disrespectful imitation that you just did of dare I say every resident in Queens, like that you that, that is, you just okay, did. Fast. If you have listened to my morning streams, you would heard me do the New York accent for so many different reasons. Wow. Uh, to think that it is so egotistical to only assign to Mets fans is just false. Uh, I, I, they don't know that. I'm just saying. <laughs> now they do. I'm just saying. Go after him. Go after him. Go after him. Chat. Go after him. Listeners. Oh, fast. Um, all right, Nick. I, I want to move into a new segment that I came up with this one fart before we started this podcast. Okay. Why? So why? 
we're only going to be able to do this once unless you can think of a different methodology and then I'll let you do it. But right now we're, I I think I'm going to only have you do this and you'll understand why in a second. Okay. Okay. So we're not, we're going to do this a little bit differently. Okay. Um, What are we doing? We're going to create power rankings. Mm. I'm going to have you create power rankings. Okay. (laughs) Now here's what I'm going to do. I have, all <laughs> this is gonna be fun. You I know exactly all- <laughs> what number one is. We all know what number one is. I, we're not doing it like that, okay? It's how I'm not going one through thirty. No, no, no. It's not We're not. I'm not going one. Th- no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going one through thirty. Okay. I'm oh, not okay. going thirty through one. I'm gonna call out a random number one through oh, thirty, and I'm you're gonna, gonna have you to ascribe. Oh God! No, you're gonna have to say like, "All right, who's the 13th best team in baseball?" And you yeah. have to pick. Yeah, okay? right, right. I need to decide who that team is. You need to decide who that team is. Okay. Oh. All right. Here we go. Ready? No. <laughs> Nick, who's the? Tw- we're gonna try and do it quick. You can't think. Yeah, yeah. I know. Who's, I know. Who is the 21st best team in baseball? Mariners. Mariners. Okay. Um. Uh. uh Seattle. Okay. Uh. Nick, who is the 14th? <laughs> best team in baseball 14th best uh, team in baseball let's go with the phillies phillies okay nick who is the third best team in baseball i uh, that would be the mets mets okay great nick who is the 28th best team in baseball tigers tigers okay uh nick who is the uh 25th best team in baseball orioles <laughs> okay, Nick. Uh, who is the fifth best team in baseball? Astros. Oh, I knew you were going to say that, Nick. Who is the sixth best team in baseball? Oh, dang it. Okay, uh, um, uh, uh, Braves. Braves. Okay, Nick. Um, where's ATL? Oh my God, where's ATL? I said sixth. Okay, great. Uh, Nick, who is the 18th best team in baseball? I'm so going to butcher this. I'll be like, oh my God, there's that one team that should have been. Oh, who is it? In there? I can't. Guardians. I, I have. I can't okay, great. Do it like Nick, a, like who is the 24th best team in baseball? Wrong. 24? Yeah. God, there's so many teams. I I don't know. The, uh, the Cubs. The Cubs. Okay, great. Uh, who did I say? 24th? Yeah. No, four. Okay, twenty fourth. Uh, Nick, who is the nine God. ninth best team? I think I think Fast's favorite thing to ever do is just make me squirm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is fun for me. Like, I'm gonna say the the White Sox. The White Sox. Okay, great. Uh, there we go. Um, what number did I just say? Ninth. Okay, yeah. uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Oh my god. <laughs> seventeen, oh, Nick. Seventeen Angels. Angels. Okay. Uh, 17 is the Angels. All right. We're burning through here. Uh, uh, second. Second best team in baseball. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers. Okay. Uh, eighth. Um, Giants. Giants. Okay. Uh, 29th. I, uh, <laughs> athletics. Wait, what did you say for the Giants? What number? Whatever you said. Eighth? Yeah. I said eighth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> The uh, who, and who did you say is 29th? The athletics, athletics, yeah. Okay, great. Who is the 13th? Um, 13th, 13th is mm-hmm. a weird one, man. Uh, I already said them. Uh, let's go to the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals. Okay, great. Um, 20th, uh, 20th is so weird. I don't know. 
I, I, Rangers. Rangers. Okay, great. That was the 20th. Uh, 19th. Here are the teams you have left. I'm going to send you in chat. Oh, okay. Oh, man. This is 19th. I've messed this up, guys. 19th, Miami Marlins. Okay, great. Uh, uh, you're, yeah, okay, great. 19th is Miami Marlins. Um, okay, uh, fourth. Uh, fourth, I, the Jays. The Jays, okay. Uh, 11th. Um, oh man, I'm, I don't even know what spots I have left because I gotta like, <laughs> yep, yeah, this is where it gets Red fun. Sox. Red Sox, Re- 11th is Red Sox, okay. Yeah. Uh, 22nd, uh, <laughs> Pirates, Pirates, 22nd, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 15th, I uh, of the Rays. Rays. Wow. Okay. I gotta fit them uh, in some way. Like this tenth. isn't. I don't tenth. want them to be that. Padres. Tenth, tenth is the Padres. Oh, Lord. Okay. Um. Uh. Twelfth. Jesus, we have that many high ones left. I. Brewers. Okay. Uh. Twenty sixth. Nationals. All right. First. Yankees. Okay. Uh, 23rd. Who do I have left now? Reds. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is so uh, bad. 27th. It's great. Oh, God. I wait. Are, uh, pirates. Did I say pirates? I already did them. Pirates. Um, Royals. Royals. And uh, 30th. Rockies. And Diamondbacks. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Diamondbacks. What? Sixteenth <laughs> uh, or sixteenth or seventh for the Diamondbacks? Oh, that's the only two left. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess Twins for the seventh, and then seventeenth or Diamondbacks. All right. Here, here is your here are your power rankings. Oh boy. Okay. Third, the best team. <laughs> oh is boy. The Yankees. The yeah. Yankees. Yeah. It's actually not bad. The Yankees. Uh huh. The Dodgers. Sure. The Mets. The Blue yeah. Jays. Okay. Four, not yeah. bad. Houston, yeah. yeah. Atlanta, Minnesota, uh-huh. better than oh, San God. Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to keep track of like seven and like making sure who that would be. Okay. Yeah. Right. Keep the going. White, uh, the Giants. Uh huh. The White Sox. Yeah. The Padres. Yeah. The Red Sox. Uh huh. Milwaukee, St. Louis, Philly, Tampa okay. Bay. Yeah, just put like the Twins underneath that. You know, that's yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> Arizona, Arizona coming in at sixteen yeah, is very like, good. Whatever just happened that <laughs> way. Very good. Uh, the Angels, the Guardians, uh-huh. the Marlins, the Rangers, okay, at twenty. The Mariners, yeah, the Mariners Pirates, Bay. the Reds, uh-huh. the Cubs, yeah, Orioles, yeah. not in the bottom five uh, at twenty-five. Yeah, uh, the Nats, the Royals, the Tigers, Oakland, and the Rockies. That's not pretty bad. good. That's pretty That's impressive. impressive. All right. Yeah. I had good. no idea what we were doing. I thought we would yeah. have this, like long discussion. Oh, who do we think should be, uh, you know, no. You just had all squirm and Nick Pollock here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, chat is very impressed with you right now. And as they should be. I mean, you really did. I only gave him the teams once he had like 12 left. He oh really just God. pulled all those teams out of thin air. So 
your your the CEO of Pitchalist has been uh, tried and tested, and he is true. Uh, that was very impressive. Oh well, thank you so much. I tried as best as I could, and. I like this. I want you to surprise me with a list or something that I have to generate each week. I think that's a stupid fun idea because apparently you love to make me squirm. So, all right. Come on. Who doesn't? <laughs> Come on. Give us your bones. I will suffer for all of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. We're going to keep it going on this podcast. And I think this, I think this is something we should be doing through the, um, through <clears throat> the trade deadline. Just I kind of want us to talk about trades. We're getting to that point fast. We haven't really seen much of anything so far outside of the craziness that was entering the opening day. You know, Sean Manaya all of a sudden showing up oh. and being uh, a Padre. So I want to kind of hear uh, some trade proposals, some ideas, and I'm sure they're going to get a little bit more hot, you know, once we get closer to that stove. And what's the one that's on your mind right now? I think a team should trade... Christian Pache for a any glass team. of warm milk. Any team, any team, <laughs> just a just a glass of warm milk. I feel ba- I, I I I feel bad for dunking on Christian Pache, but I was taking a look at like if there is anyone with like a comically low WRC plus so far to start the season, and there isn't. Like there isn't really. Um, like if you lower the, I mean, actually, I, I take that back. If you lower the threshold long low enough, okay. Mm-hmm. The lowest, oh man, it's only 84 plate appearances, only 27 games, but the lowest WRC plus right now uh, is Carson Kelly with a negative 17. That is brutal. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that is, but, that is uh, bad. Yeah, near active players, like around 200 plate appearances, it is Christian Pache at 28. But if I'm being more serious, I think um, Atlanta is a really good trade candidate. And I think Frankie Montas is going to be probably the best pitcher up and available. Mm. So I think Frankie Montas to Atlanta would be really interesting. However, I could also see them going for someone else on that team in Paul Blackburn or Martin Perez. I don't think Martin Perez ends the year in a Texas Rangers jersey. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Right. I mean, it really depends on how long this Vargas rule will last. Right. If you don't know the Vargas rule, that's essentially a pitcher that generally doesn't have this good performance, but he's commanding really well and isn't on a good run. That's what he's doing. I hope for his sake that he, you know, Martin Perez, I'm sure, wants to get traded to a competitive team. So yeah. uh, I hope I hope it works for all parties there. Um, I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of interesting trade talk about pitchers. I mean, the Reds have Tyler Malley and Luis Castillo. And theoretically, you mm-hmm. think that they'd be ready to deal both of them. Yeah. I'm at the deadline, so we'll see how that pans out. I uh, I'm curious about Josh Bell on the Nationals. Everyone's been talking about Juan Soto a bit, but Bell seems like a a, a good power bat at first base. For many teams, do need a first baseman. The first one that comes to mind for me are the Red Sox, who are still very much in the playoff chase, and they don't have a de facto first baseman right now. It's Franchi Cordero mm. um, playing platoon with Bobby Dahlback. And uh, I think there's a lot of room there for the the Red Sox to make a push there and really add to that offense. Um, that seems like a good fit to me. What do you think about that fast? Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, they're, I, they're still vying for that wild card spot right now. So I think any additional offense that they can get would be super positive for them. I mean, watch um, out for their Orioles. You got to keep them at bay, you know. Hey, baby, 30 wins, keeping teams out of the playoffs yeah. left and right. 
keeping teams out of the playoffs. Left keeping at right. bay. What, what is the the thing that you guys have? The bay something? Old bay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, old bay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of keeping delicious old bay. Yeah, yeah. Best, best, best topping out right now. Old I'm bay. funny. <laughs> there, the Orioles do have some interesting trade. You know, like Trey Mancini is very interesting. You probably. I don't know if he would ever have a higher return than he he does right now, uh, especially with the NLDH coming in. I think he's very interesting trade candidate. Jorge Lopez has shown that he can be a really, really save good him. Good we got player. we got like six weeks left. Fast. Oh, you want to do one each week? Yes. I don't know that. Sorry. Come on. Sorry. Sorry. Jeez. Not. Jesus. All right. Well, well. Speaking of things that we do every single week, we got the we got your favorite segment right now. Fast mm. is your My favorite fave. one. And who will win the World Series? And keep in mind, as we do this stuff, we got to think about the teams that will be mathematically eliminated in time, but not you. You're like, no, no, this is Nick's sixth best team. Which team is that? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I the only reason I'm bringing them up is because I can't believe that they uh, haven't gotten. uh, Maybe it's me. I don't think when Atlanta went on a 14 game win streak, they got nearly as much attention as like the angels did when they were on their really, yeah, really sure. terrible run. Like it just didn't seem like I was seeing things about Atlanta everywhere. Although I think fan graphs today, their cover page was like the, you know, the, the meeting that turned the Atlanta Braves season around. But it, when you look at that team, especially if you go ahead and look at that lineup, right between Dan mm-hmm. Swanson, obviously Ronald Acuna back and pretty much mashing so far to start the year. You take a look at Matt Olson, who's got two home runs tonight. Um, there, there aren't a lot of holes offensively, especially with Ozzy Albies probably going to return before the playoffs, right? He's going to be out for a couple months with that, you know, that terrible injury. But you have to think that he's going to come back before the playoffs and continue to provide an offensive spark for that team as well as a defensive spark for that team. The biggest question mark probably going to be their rotation, right? Uh, you know, is Charlie Morton going to finally establish some consistency and turn it around the way that we saw last year? You have Freed. Like, I don't think you really need to worry about Max Freed, right? That's a guy you can take who's a, a one, two, three, a guy you can fit into any of those slots for a playoff run. Um, if Morton can retain what he was, then you just need one more starting pitcher. That's kind of why I brought them up in trade talks. I think they kind of are one elite starting pitcher away. Are they going to be able to catch up with the New York Metropolitans? You seem to think so because of the July that the Mets <laughs> usually have. They did take a nine-run uh, NL East lead and cut it into about five and a half with that 14-game 14, um, winning streak. Very impressive, by the way, that you can win 14 games in a row and still be five and a half back. That's a testament to the Mets. But still, I don't know. I think they, once again have pieces that they can build upon. They're not too drastically different aside Freeman leaving. And Olsen really has shown that he can be a very, very good offensive first baseman uh, too different than they were last year. So I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me if the Mets shocked uh, Mets, if Atlanta shocked everyone again and put it together in one another world series, they have the fourth highest uh, world series winning percentage in the national league at 11.3% just behind the Mets 13.2%. Uh, something to think about there. And by the way, I just missed a lot of that because I was so distracted by the highlight video that had Kyle Hendricks calling a changeup like a tired man reluctantly honking his horn. <laughs> and, you know, normally when you call a changeup, you make a definitive push out with the claw of the glove and everything. He was just like, honk. And I'm like, yep, that's Kyle Hendricks. And I just kept thinking about that for a long time and forgot where I was. Uh, so Atlanta, good call. Glad we got that one out of the way. I guess, mm. you know, because I mean, these, these world series things, we gotta, 
you know, we, we can't talk about the Reds. We can't talk about the Cubs. We can't talk about the Pirates. We can't talk about the Rockies. We can't talk about the Diamondbacks. We have, it's going to be close. You know, you're, you're taking a team that is going to be there in September. So, you know, all right, fast. You're putting a lot of trust on all these other teams. And, uh, uh, yeah, maybe they do put it together. Maybe it'll work out. We'll see. Who knows? Let's have some fun. Why not? Oh, I'm just messing around with you. Um, but all right, guys, it is getting close to the end of this podcast. And you know what that means is that it's time for us to, to give away PL plus. So what I have done is I've typed in the name of the pitcher, the last name of the pitcher that I showed, uh, the, uh, PL, uh, sorry, the pitcher list player page graphic of, and Eric, you want to put that back on screen and fast. Um, who do you think it is? I thought with that low whip mm-hmm. that it was that it was Sandy Alcantara, but you've done Sandy before, right? I sure have. Yes. So by the way, those that are watching right now on Twitch, put the last name of the picture you think this is, and you're eligible for a free month. <laughs> put them in right now. Oh my God, Eric, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I see Farnsworth in the background of this graphic. It looks like That's, you're censoring what? him. That'll be my guess. Well, with a 19% strikeout rate? Yeah, it's and a 92 and a 92.5 mile per hour fastball. There's no way that's Sandy. No, it's Kyle Farnsworth. It's Kyle Farnsworth. Yeah, that's Pete yes. Kyle Farnsworth in 2022. Mm. Keep it trying. No, now, I'll, I'll give away some a little bit more hints here. Yeah, the 51% ground ball rate. The 3 and 1 record, Eric. Oh my god. I uh, the 3 and 1 record. Um this is a pitcher that took a long time to get their win on a very winning uh, winning team. He's a guy that has a high swing strike rate, 15%, but a low 19% strike rate. We have talked a lot about how... Jordan Montgomery. Ah, Fast, look at you. Congratulations to Alex Fast. He has won a free month of PL Plus. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you, Fast. Um, But a chat, put put Montgomery's name into chat if you want to be eligible for a few for a free month of PL plus, but fast. We've got, we got one more segment. We got one more segment. Yeah. Month, and I really like this one because it looks forward to the week ahead. So what is the thing that you are looking forward to while he fast got lit the name in the chat? By the way. <laughs> I want to win while he got lit up against the giants tonight uh, with six run runs over three and two thirds innings. Mm-hmm. I am really looking forward to seeing Spencer uh, Strider, against the Dodgers. Uh, We all know that there is a little bit of volatility. There is a little bit of command issues, but you kind of talked about this a little bit in the first, on the first pitch on, on the corner last night. If he does show up being that high ceiling strider, we can just watch him dominate. And I think having him be, um, you know, he, he theoretically is it's Tuesday. So he is lined up to be on Sunday night baseball. Who knows? There's so many days, but like if we get prime time strider, versus the Dodgers on Sunday night, I think that could be really exciting to watch. So I'm Absolutely. I uh, the problem here, Spencer Strider for me, is he needs to have a high strike rate on both the four seamer and the slider. I mean he did allow a three run homer in that um early in this game to the Giants to kind of mess them up. But just nine out of eighteen strikes on the slider isn't it. When he was succeeding the most it was sixty five percent on both four seamer and slider and it was sixty one percent on the fastball in this one. And he just needs to just pound these things in the zone, honestly. Make it so that they can't be patient, so that they're on their heels constantly. He couldn't quite get that slider over the plate. Fast was a little too erratic um, up and arm side uh, in this one. And that's just what happens when, uh, despite his good stuff, he's going to get burned 
um, if he can't do that. So I'm excited for it. We've seen guys like Hunter Green have their amazing starts against the Dodgers. So it's not out of the question that Strider could show up here. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to watch that. I mean, come on fast. You're going you're gonna to give me a 100 mile per hour young rookie starting pitcher? Like, duh, I'm going to agree with you. That's just kid, That's just jokes. I kind of dig um, looking at all the All-Star Game votes and hearing mm. all the news about, hey, right, an All-Star Game. I have like really zoned out about the All-Star Game for a while. Um, even last year, it felt still kind of weird. We were just getting back into baseball. So we didn't have it in 2020, of course. And there's something really special about the All-Star Game. Um, for, you know, when I was a kid, it felt so important. It felt real. I wanted to see all those guys. Oh my God, it's a game with this guy and that guy. And just, uh, wow, he got the vote. I remember, I believe Jimmy Cora being so excited, Joey Cora being so excited to be a part of the, the, the all-star team one year and just his bouncing in the dugout. And it's just, it feels like a magical moment of baseball fun. You know, it didn't feel like this, I, a game of analytics and uh, business at all, right? Mm-hmm. That we, we treat it like now. So seeing what the votes are and seeing how the people feel, we're in our bubble too uh, of sports information and, and discussion. And like, what did the, just the general baseball fans feel? And to see Aaron Judge have be the number one vote getter is pretty cool right now. I mean, everyone understands that. But to see guys like, you know, Jeremy Payne is getting a lot of national attention. He's about third or fourth, I think, for the shortstop all-star vote which i think is great you have um uh espinal in in toronto is and alejandro kirk like yes that's yeah. so good you know I, I i love that and we're seeing those votes come in right now so i i'm all for this i, I think it's fun and it's always it was always a good time to uh to see what happens uh, i'm gonna say this for my wild thought really for next week uh-huh get rid of the all-star game fast oh my god don't we do don't that. need it. No, you, yes, you do. Yes, we do. We don't need the All-Star game. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Why would you do this to me? We don't need it. I'll Why, for No! I, 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 listen, I've been very fortunate to go to a few All-Star games. I have never been to a game where the spectrum between the hype in the first inning and the hype in the second inning is so different. Everyone gets a ticket. They're so excited. You walk in. It's amazing. All these different fans. You see the stars. They get introduced. And then you're in the second inning, and you're like why did I spend $400 on this ticket for a game that means absolutely nothing? Fast, you went there because you're part of MLB. All right. So uh, who wins PL plus it's Amin. Oh man. G congratulations. You've won a free month of PL plus. Thanks for watching live on Twitch. And, uh, Twitch.tv slash pitchless. Eric, my God, that those Farnsworth drive-bys <laughs> are insane. I, uh, G, just send me a, a DM here on Twitter, Twitch or on Twitter, and I'll send you the code. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of the Nick and Alex Baseball Show. I'd like to thank Eric Mira uh, so much, our wonderful producer, for scaring me profusely through this entire podcast. Um, but that's going to do it. So thank you all for listening. Thanks for watching. My name is Nick Pollock. I'm Alex Fast, and we'll see you guys live next week. <laughs>